Hey fam. Hello, 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 hello. Family, I just come in here with a, a quick word because I was just reading the word of God and it did something to me, okay? Family, Jesus did not come to bring peace, okay? He came to bring a sword. He came to divide. He came to separate the sheep from the goats. Do you get that? It's not time to be flirting with the enemy. It's not time to be living your life selfishly. It's time to be living selfless because it's for Christ that we live because he did it. Jesus did it. He was tortured for us. He was pierced for us. You get that? It's it's time to stop playing these games, family. It's time to stop being like, oh, everything got to be on the hush-hush because if I start speaking the truth, ain't nobody going to like me. Nobody's supposed to like you. If a person don't respect the truth, they're not supposed to like you. You were not created for everybody to love you. That's not what you were created for. Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. He said, if they call me the prince of demons, they're going to call you worse. You, we, it's like you. we have to come to the end of ourselves because listen, the Lord told me, he said, Acts 2.0 is about to be the book of Acts out in these streets. Do you hear me? Has it, has it not already begun? Listen, I'm just here to give y'all a pep talk. It's not about bringing peace. It's not about that. It's not about, okay, well, Jesus loves everybody, so you can stay in your sins. It's okay if you're in your sins. He died. No, Jesus died to set you free from that sin. That's what he died for. He didn't die so you can stay in your sin. He didn't die so you can stay laid up with boo-boo and stank stank. He didn't do that. He died to set you free from boo-boo and stank stank. Do you get me? He did not die so you can just have hot girl summers every summers and freaky girl falls. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He, that's not what he died for. He died so you could be, <clears throat> excuse me, so you could be set free from hot girl summer. That's what he did. It's time to wake up. Listen, one thing about me, two things for certain. I'm going to keep it real with you. I'm going to show compassion. I'm going to show love, but I'm going to still keep it real with you because regardless of how I say it, if you're in a city and you get convicted, you're not going to like what I say. But the truth will set you free if you shall receive it. You were bought for a cost. Okay? We are living for Jesus. That's who we live for. We live for Jesus. It is not about us. These blessings are not about us. It's not about us. It's just that pride has to get casted down because it's not about us. It's not. We've already talked. When you're getting sifted, it's because you got to come to the end of yourself. It's time to come to. <clears throat> I'm sorry, family. I just woke up. It's time to come to the end of yourself, fam. Because this life that we live in does not belong to us. It's for Jesus. It's people out here that need to be healed. It's people out here that need to hear the gospel. But is it? But then it's, some of us are still stuck in ourselves. Well, I ain't going to say nothing because da, da, da. it ain't about that. Jesus will just show up and people will run to him. Do you hear me? People will just run out to see him. And he said, even greater things we shall do because he is with the father. It's time to get on board. It ain't about, well, Lord, I need you to bless me with this. Oh, I need this. Okay, but what are you going to do for the kingdom once he gives it to you? Have you thought that far? Okay, if he gives you a new car, what are you doing for the kingdom with that car? Okay, if he gives you a new job, what are you doing with the king for the kingdom with that job? What are you doing? Everything is for a purpose, and that is to build his church. He listen, the foundation has already been laid. Hallelujah. And we know the foundation is Jesus. Now he tells us to go and build on that foundation for him to get the glory. Hallelujah. So are you with it or not? Are you staying in sin or no? Because yes, it's up to you if you want to stay in sin. 
But why gain the whole world just to lose your soul? People always want to say, yeah, this is my life. I can do what I want. No, you were bought for a cost. In John 10, 10, Jesus said, I have come so that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. That's the King James Version. Do you know what might means? It's based, might means that you're at, that, that person is saying, like, ask you for permission. Might you receive this life? Might you receive it more abundantly? Because some people, you know, they want to take Jesus and they want a little bit of life when they want it. But then you don't, you don't want the eternal life. You just want that little bit of life that he offers. But he said, I've come to give it to you more abundantly. Shall you receive it, though? Will you receive it? People don't want to hear about picking up your cross and carrying it. You like, mm, it's heavy. Oh, it's going to give me a splinter. So what? Your cross is taking you to a new life, to who you were always supposed to be. You are nailing everything that you've been lied to on the cross and you carrying it and you following Jesus. And you know why you following him? Because he did it first. Listen, it's just, it, it's just, um, it's just a, what I look around and then people want to use the Bible to fit their motives. Oh, well, Jesus used to be around prostitutes. Jesus used to be around, um, drunks and tax collectors, but do you know what else? He set them free. They got deliverance. People don't want to hear that part about deliverance. They don't want to hear that part. They just want to hear the part. Well, he was hanging with sinners. Yeah. Cause he was setting them free. It was one snake, and we know snake. the one snake that was close to Jesus was Judas. But look what happened to Judas. Don't nobody ever want to bring up Judas and the fact that he hung himself. Don't nobody want to talk about that, because that was the one snake that was around Jesus that tried to bite him. And it's going to be worse off. He said, he said, for the person that betrayed the Son of Man, it was worse to be for that person never to be born. Hallelujah. I can read that part to you because if people be missing that part, it's, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the wanting to feel good for me. Like, oh, you just want to read the Bible to feel good. You want to read everything and take out the good, but you don't want to take the, you got to deny yourself. You don't want to take the part where it's like, um, uh, you got to, uh, cast down the old man and bring up the new man. Nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about how God's a jealous God and he doesn't want no idols before him. Don't nobody want to talk about that you are called to be holy and righteous. Don't nobody want to hear that part. You just want to hear Jesus died on the cross for sinners. But your sister's here to tell you it's more to the cross. It's more to the blood. It's power in that blood. Do you hear me? It's power in that blood of Jesus. It's power there. Do you want to access it? Or do you just want to go with scriptures that make you feel comfortable? The choice is yours, but it's just, she's just, she's just a little fired up because the, the, the deception is just real. And I know we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I know we don't, but the deception is just so real nowadays, but we going to go to, um, the Lord talking about Judas. We going to go, give me a second. Let's go to um Luke twenty two. Family, y'all hear that TV? Like these kids is on another. Hold on, real quick. My fa- bad family. It's um Matthew twenty six. My bad. <laughs> Yes, this is bad. But it's uh let's go down to verse twenty-one. 
While they were eating, he said, I tell you the truth. One of you will betray me. Greatly distressed, each one asked him in turn, am I the one Lord? He replied, one of you has just eating from this bowl with me will betray me for the son of man must die as the scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It will be far better for that man if he had never been born. Don't nobody want to talk about that. Don't nobody want to talk about the one that that, that didn't want to be delivered. Nobody ever want to talk about Judas. Yeah, Judas was right there. Yes, the Lord, he was, he, he, Judas was seeing Jesus do miracles. He was seeing those things, but he was the very one that was being a snake. He was the very one who didn't want deliverance, right? And you see what he said, but how terrible it would be for the one who betrays him. It would be far better for that man if he had never been born. Do you want the Lord to say that about you? Like y'all got, we got, let's say as a whole, people got to stop tiptoeing around the, the parts of the Bible that makes them feel bad and run into the parts that make them feel good. No, you got to lay it all out. You got to be delivered. Do you hear me? You got to be delivered. Jesus is coming for a bride without a spot, speckle, or wrinkle. He is coming for a pure, clean bride. He is not coming for a bride that's dirty. Why do you keep, why do you think he keeps on saying, keep your robes clean? Keep your robes clean. Keep your robes clean. He's coming suddenly. He says, I'm coming soon. This is what the word of God says. And then people, they want to act, um, all like, well, you know, as long as I plead the blood, I'm good. No, you need to find out the power in the blood of Jesus. And I got you. That's an episode coming soon talking about the power in the blood of Jesus. Because that's what it is. Do you want it or are you just speaking it out your mouth? Do you know what that blood of Jesus really can do? Or do you just hear people saying it so you say it? Which one is it? Which one is it? Let's go to um Isaiah 53. This is on some knuck if you buck stuff today because listen, my God did it. I was sitting there watching how Jesus was just casting out demons, casting out demons. They would scream as soon as they would see him. They would ask him like, why are you interfering with us? Because they knew who he was because the authority that he carries. So there's no way that somebody's about to sit here and say that Jesus wants you to stay in sin. No. Then why did he come down here to cast out demons? Why did he do that? Why did he say he came to set captives free and tell prisoners they shall be released? Why did he do that? We're not about to play these games like it's okay for you to be a sinner, like like a, a serial sinner. You get what I'm saying? We're not about to act like that's okay. We're not about to act like it's okay that you laid up with Buki and Stank Stank. We're not about to act like that's okay. We're not about to keep that on the hush. That's not okay. The Lord is coming for someone without a spot or wrinkle. He is not playing. If you want to be laid up next to boo-boo and stank stank when the Lord comes, guess who's not coming? Guess who's not going to be allowed into the banquet? Then you won't be like the people that be like, Lord, Lord, but we, but we cast the demons out in your name, but we did this and he going to get, he's going to say, get away from me for I do not know you. Do you get that? Depart from me, you who work in iniquity. We can we can get to that. Hold on, because we're gonna we about to go there too. Because listen, some it, it, somewhere people we done got it wrong. Let's go to Matthew seven. Let's go down to verse 21. 
Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast demons out in your name and perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply to them, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who breaks God's laws. You who breaks God's laws. But we go to the King James Version. And he says, and and then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work in iniquity. So you can sit here and you can try to um, throw up Bible scriptures that make yourself feel good. Well, Jesus, Jesus, um... He said, he said free, uh, I mean, not he said free. He was with Mary. Oh, wasn't Rahab a prostitute? You can throw that up because that makes you feel good. But I'm here to tell you, he set them free. That's what I'm here to tell you. He revealed them, himself to them and they were set free. Hallelujah. Let's go to the, um, hold on fam. Let's go to John eight. Woman caught in the act of adultery. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning, he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered, and he sat down and taught them. As he, ha- as he was speaking, the teachers of religious laws and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They put her in front of the crowd. Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her. What do you say they were trying to trap him into saying something they could use against him but Jesus stooped down and wrote in the dust with his finger they kept demanding an answer so he stood up again and said all right but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone so that's that's the the, don't get all hype because he said that part don't be like well aha because we all sinners but let's keep going then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust when accuser heard this they slipped away one by one beginning with the oldest until only jesus was left in the middle of the crowd when when the woman said with, with the woman then jesus stood up and said to the woman where are your accusers didn't even one of them condemn you no lord she said and jesus said neither do i go and sin no more yes he forgave her but he said go and sin no more people want to forget that part you just want to people want to stick on the part that say um all right but let the one who has never sinned throw the first stone People want to be stuck on that part. Well, we all sinners. But listen, I am here to prepare the way for the Lord's return. And I'm telling you, repent for your sins because the kingdom of heaven is near. Your sister's over here repenting for her sins. But the Lord is telling me to repent for your sins because the kingdom of heaven is near. I understand that we fall short to the glory of God. But do you want deliverance when you repent? Do you really want to be forgiven? Do you really? Are you really wanting to turn from that way? Let's look up the definition of repent. Feel or express sincere regret or remorse about one's wrongdoing or sin. View or think of with deep regret or remorse. Feel regret or repentance about something. Do you really be regretting when you want to do something? When you do a sin? When you repenting? Do you really feel bad? Or are you just saying, Father, forgive me? Which one is it? Which one is it? Because he said right here, he, he said, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. Let's go to, um, give your sister a second. Cause I gotta find the, the, uh, the word of God, the uh, chapter I need to go to. Give me a second. Hmm. 
Let's go to Genesis <clears throat> chapter 18. <clears throat> Let's start at verse 16. Then the men got up from their meal and looked out towards Sodom. As they left, Abram went with them to send them on their way. Should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out so that he could so he will direct his son and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. So the Lord told Abraham, I have heard a great outcry from Sodom and Gomorrah because their sin is so flagrant. I am going down to see if their actions are as wicked as I have heard. If not, I want to know. The other men turned and headed towards Sodom, but the Lord remained with Abraham. Abraham approached him and said, will you sweep away both the righteous and the wicked? Suppose you find 50 righteous people living in the city. Will you sweep it away and not spare it for their sakes? Surely you wouldn't do such a thing, destroying the righteous along with the wicked, destroying the righteous along with the wicked. Why would you be treating the righteous and the wicked exactly the same? Surely you wouldn't do that. Should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? And the Lord replied, see how it says, and should not the judge of all the earth do what is right? Jesus is the judge. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But do you know when we got the word of God, that's how we know that sins is wrong. Is the Bible not the word of God? That's how you know what is a sin and what's not a sin because by the word of God. Jesus, when he was, um, Talk, I, I forget who he was talking to, but he said, I don't, I think he was talking to the Pharisees. I believe he was talking to the Pharisees when he was like, I don't say anything on my own. I only say what I hear the father speaking to me. And it's the same with God's children, with his, with his people that he is sending out, with his fishermen that he's sending out to fish for people. We only say what we hear the Lord speak. The true children of God only, only here, they only speak what we hear the Lord saying. That's it. So you're right. Only God can judge you. But God sends people to keep warning you. Repent. Repent. Turn from your wicked ways. Repent. You are exactly correct. Only God can judge. But can God use a person? Can't the Holy Spirit go? Think about Jonah. Did God not tell to go? Did He not tell Jonah to go to Nineveh and tell them to repent? Yeah, you're right. None of us is none of us is the judge, but who Paul wrote majority of the New Testament. And don't we we have don't we uh live by the word of God? Because God used Paul to write the New Testament, majority of the books of the New Testament. Right? What about Jeremiah? Did he not go warn people? What about Isaiah? So, like, let's cut that whole, oh, well, how can you say it? If the Lord tells you to go say something, you're going to go say it, period. But we're going to get to that in a second. Then Abraham spoke again. Since I have begun, let me speak further to my Lord, even though I am a, I am but dust and ashes. Suppose there are only 45 righteous people rather than 50. Will you destroy the whole city for a lack of five? And the Lord said, I will not destroy it if I find 45 righteous people there. Then Abraham pressed his request farther. Suppose there are only 40. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if it, it for the sake of the 40. Please don't be angry, my Lord, Abraham pleaded. Let me speak. Suppose only 30 righteous people are found. And the Lord replied, I will not destroy it if I find 30. Then Abraham said, since I have dared to speak to the Lord, let me continue. Suppose there were only 20 and the Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the, for the sake of the 20. Finally, Abraham said, Lord, please don't be angry with me. If I speak one more time, suppose only 10 are found there and the Lord replied, then I will not destroy it for the sake of the 10. 
Then the Lord had finished his conversation with Abraham. He went on his way and Abraham returned to his tent. That, let's go to the next, the next chapter. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted. So at last... They went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread made without yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind them. Please, my brothers, he begged. Don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone for they are my guests and under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider. And now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those, those other men. And they lunged towards Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house, and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house. So they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked? Get them out of this place, your son-in-law's. Your son-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone else, for we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great. It has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancé, Quick, get out of the city. The Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot. Take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. While Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand in the hands of his wife, his two daughters, and rushed them to safety outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Oh no, my Lord, Lot beg. You have been so gracious to me and has saved my life and you have so shown such great kindness. But I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up to me there and I will soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. This explains why the village is known as Zor, which means little place. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of plains, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following behind him and she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early the next morning and hurried out to the place where he stood in the Lord's presence. He looked out across the plain towards Sodom and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities, like smoke from a furnace. But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed in the city on the plains. Family. Do you see how the Lord will send warnings? He will send warnings before destruction. And if you want to be, you see how um, his his son-in-laws, like they really was, they they just thought it was a joke. You see the next morning, all they only only two. I only see the daughters and the wife left with lot. Do you see the son-in-laws left with lot? Because I don't see that.
So what happens if they were stuck in Gomorrah? So if you want to be stuck in Sodom and Gomorrah, when the stra- when disaster hits, there's no excuse because you've been warned. Yes, we all fall short to the glory of God, but it's about picking up your cross and carrying it. It's about being remorseful. It's about knowing that a sick person needs a doctor, as Jesus said. It's about admitting that you are blind, that you can't see. It's about those things. So if you're hearing warnings, turn away, turn away, turn away from your wickedness, turn away from your wicked ways. And you don't want to listen when disaster strikes. There's no excuse. Clearly, if people can pull out the good in the Bible, you had the Bible open. Hallelujah. Hold on, family. Family, let's go to Revelations chapter 22, verse 12. Look, I am coming soon, bringing my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. According to their deeds. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes. Blessed are those who wash their robes. So blessed are those that get clean. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city, eat the fruit from the tree of life. So my thing is, right, before we finish any farther, because people, you could go around the Bible and you could say, well, this person did this and this person did that. But if the Lord says that person to hell, you want to go with them? We always hear of if they all fall, if they all jump off a bridge, are you going to follow? Now, I'm going to ask you this one. If they all get sent to hell, you going with them? It ain't about, oh, well, this person is doing it, so why can't I go do it? Okay, it's their soul being lost. You want your soul to be lost too? Take a bite of that one. Blessed are those who wash their robes. They will be permitted to enter through the gates of the city and eat the fruit from the tree of life. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murders, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. That's all that it is. Because if you want to live in sin, you're just living a lie. Let me talk about it. Let me talk about it today. Don't nobody stop me. Let me talk about it today. Listen, if you want to be sitting there and you want to be living and shacking up with somebody, yes, I said it. If you want to be shacking up with somebody, right? That's living a lie because God says that a man leaves his mother and father and is joined to the wife and the two become one. Don't sit here and be like, okay, well, we don't, we don't need no ring. What's the ring going to do? Okay, then what was so hard about you making a covenant before God? If it's not such a big deal, why is it so hard to do it? You living a lie. You lying to yourself. Oh, we good over here. That's just a, that's a, that's a talk for another time. That's a talk for another time. Like people who want to be like, oh, I'm a, you want to be a murderer or whatever. Oh, I got this, 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 and this body, this, this, this. But as soon as somebody do something to your family, it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother thing. But that was a human being. The one that you killed was a human being, just like there's human beings that live with you. That's in your family. You live in a lie because it's okay until they do it to you. It's okay. You want to sit here and be like, oh, well, people in the Bible had concubines. They had all this and this. And guess, let's, let's pull Solomon out. Solomon sure did have concubines. He sure did have wives. He had like 700, I believe 700 wives and 300 concubines. Concubines, a.k.a. side chicks. He had all of them, right? But guess what? They turned his heart from the Lord. Guess what? You, you could be sitting here, right? You can be, you could say, well, I can have sex with who I want to have sex with. I want to do this. You steady getting soul ties. You steady allowing demons willingly to come in you. Literally, just demons chilling in you. Soul ties with people. The Lord did not want that. He said the two become one. He says the two become one. He said the 15 of them. He said the two become one. 
But the difference is, even if you mess up, if you're really remorseful, because guess what? Your sis has messed up before. Because, so I'm not going to sit here, don't think I'm casting the first stone at you because I'm not. But I'm telling you the truth the way you need to hear it. Yes, I messed up, but I'm remorseful for things that I did. I'm thankful that God has forgiven me. I'm thankful that he has permitted me to clean my robe. I'm I'm so happy that he permitted me to do that. Because I am very remorseful. I have regrets. But now I know Jesus and he makes me feel whole. And I see why he said don't do these things. But the whole time I was out in the world, I was being rebellious. I was, well, I want to do it this way because I see everybody else doing it. But what does their soul have to do with my soul? If they lose Jesus, that don't mean I got to lose Jesus. And it's the same thing with you. These people can lose Jesus all they want. But you're going to lose Jesus because everybody else is? What can you do without Jesus? And let me tell you, you living a life trying to figure out how you're going to rob Peter to pay Paul, this, 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 and that. You're already living a life. You're already getting a taste of what living a life is without Jesus when you being rebellious. Have you ever thought about it like that? The whole time I'm sitting here, well, I'm about to do this. Or I've accomplished that. Or this, 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 and that. You're trying to be the God in your life. So there's no room for Jesus. He is a jealous guy. He's not sharing you with nobody. You can't be God over your life. Only God can be God over your life. I'm just saying, yo. Let me let's let's keep going. Outside the city are the dogs, the sorcerers, the sexually immoral, the murderers, the idol worshippers, and all who love to live a lie. I know I read it, but I had to read it again. All who love to live a lie. Are you okay with living a lie? It's very depressing living a lie every day. Ask me how I know. Ask me how I know. It's very depressing. When you know that you 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 talking with somebody, you messing with somebody, you know deep down inside, because the Holy Spirit done told you that that ain't for you, boo, but you want to live a lie. The Holy Spirit already told you. See, that's it. That's it right there. The Holy Spirit leads you into all truth. So anything other than the conviction of the Holy Spirit, you live a lie. Boom. That was it. That's it and that's all. I don't even have to give you any more scenarios because that's it and that's all. People always going to be like, something told me. Oh, my intuition. No, that is the Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. That is convicting you that you shouldn't be doing that. And then once you keep on doing it and you realize why you shouldn't do it, then you like, dang, I should have just listened. Yeah, because the Holy Spirit was trying to lead you into all truth. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it today. Family, I'm not coming to bring peace. I'm not coming here to be like, oh, well, it's okay. Everybody just stay in their sin because we all sinners. No, I'm not saying that. Because Jesus, we were bought for a cause. We were bought with his blood. So I'm not about to sit here and tell you it's okay to play patty cake with sin. You are to despise sin. You are to be sin's master. That's what you were supposed to be. It's not what everybody else is doing. I don't care who doing it. I don't care if Buki said, let me let me flip your uh, tax money and you, you letting him do it. You just as guilty as Buki because you right along with it. That's not okay. That's not okay that you gave him your stimulus and your kids is hungry. That's not okay. And I'm not about to sit here and lie to you. But you know what? You got to get out there and lie. You got to love the truth. That's the only thing that's going to set you free. It's hard. It's hard if you're living in a lie to be set free. Because it's weird because you want to live a lie. So you don't want the truth. So then how can you be set free if you don't like the truth? Does that make sense? It's not okay. It's not okay. I love you too much to lie to you. The Lord loves you too much for him to lie to you. 
it's not okay to do these things. It's not okay for people to be saying, well, I was born the wrong gender. God makes no mistakes. The thing, we already talked about this before, but do you understand? You could be cursed from the womb because of the sins of your ancestors. God makes no mistakes. He, he, you were here to be whole. You are here to have life and to have it more abundantly. I hope you receive this in love in the mighty name of Jesus. Because if you listen to the words that I'm saying to you, you know a real one going to recognize a real one. That's it. Like a real one going to recognize a real one. No apologies. Because I'm not sorry if you feel convicted. I'm not sorry. Because I love you too much to be sorry. This life is not about you. Yes, you've gotten yourself in some Ishmael situations. But God said your blessings is still coming through Isaac. You're still, yeah, you went off and you had Ishmael. You did it your way. But God's blessings still stand for Isaac. Yeah, he said your Ishmael. He going to bless it. But that Isaac, that's where all your blessings is coming through. Because that's what God has ordained. And I pray that you catch this. I'm not just talking about children. I'm talking about period. Yes, you. when you come into the kingdom, you come in to the Lord with your old life. But he's telling you, like, uh-uh, your blessings I got for you is Isaac. Yeah, I see your Ishmael over there. I'm going to bless it. But Isaac is your kingdom life. That's your kingdom. I see Ishmael. But Isaac the one I'm blessing you through. You can't tell God what you want to do, how you want to do it. God is God. You are to be here to be like, God, how can I please you? I'm here to serve you, Lord. What you need me to go do? That's what we are here for. It's not about, well, God, I need you to do this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah, and this. It's not about that. It's about, God, how can I be a living sacrifice for you today? How can how can you become greater and greater and I become less and less? How can you increase, Father, and I decrease? That's what it's about. Anything other than that is a lie. Let's, um... Finish reading. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to give you this message for the churches. I am both the source of David and the heir to his throne. I am the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, come. Let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires to drink freely from this water of life. And I solemnly declare to everyone who hears the words of prophecy, Written in this book, if anyone adds anything to what is written here, God will add to the person the plagues described in this book. And if anyone removes any of the words from this book of prophecy, God will remove that person's share in the tree of life and in a holy city that that are described in the book. And who is the faithful witness to all these things? Say yes. He is, I'm sorry, he who is the faithful witness to all these things say, yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. May the, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people, with God's holy people. You are called to be holy as your God is holy. Yeah, it's hard to be like, well, how can I sin? But I'm here to tell you the answer is Jesus. It's the, it's the blood of Jesus that cleansed you. Yeah, you might stumble. You might trip. But get back up because that's what the blood is for. The blood is when you carry your cross and you might slip. You might slip. Because your cross is heavy. But the blood, it gets you back up. The blood says you are forgiven. But if you're just running around pleading the blood of Jesus and you going from sin to sin to sin to sin, you being a serial sinner, that's not what the blood is for. He said, yes, I am coming soon. The Lord is coming swiftly. It's a swiftly. It's going to be a suddenly of God. And in a sudden moment, it's not going to be no more. There's no more repenting. That's it. That's it. Once he comes, that's it. Suddenly, he's like a thief in the night. 
Can you prepare for a thief of the night? Or do you just have to always be ready in case a thief breaks in at night? You can't get ready if the thief already broke in. But if you were prepared for the thief, he, you ain't you going to see the thief coming. It's a swift, sudden move of God. It's going to be sudden justice. He said, I'm coming to repay people back for all of their sins, for all of their deeds. I'm not going to say sins. I'm sorry. He says, look, I am coming soon. Bring my reward with me to repay all people according to their deeds. All people according to their deeds. So what are you going to do? You matter of fact, don't even tell me what you want to do. Go pray to God and ask him what should you do. Matter of fact, excuse me for even asking it like that. Family, I love y'all so much. <laughs> I really do. But sometimes I got to be bold. Because it's not about making you feel good. I'm, I listen, it's a war for your soul going on, okay? And I need you to wake up and see it. It's a war going on for your soul. So I can't come here all the time giggly. (laughs) I can't do all that. Sometimes I got to come forcefully because I need to shake you and tell you to wake up. It's a war going on. Shall you not perceive it? You either can do something bad or something good. There ain't nothing in between. You either doing good or evil. That's it and that's all. There's no in between. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you choose to do good. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you repent and be remorseful, remorseful for what you have, what you have done. I pray that I pray that the Lord's spirit just comes into you and you give your life to Jesus. That's what I pray for. I pray that you just want to be transformed. I pray that this this life of sin gets tiring and you want to give up this life of sin and receive real life, true life. I pray you put down the lie and you seek the truth in the mighty name of Jesus. Family, I love y'all so much. Just know I had to follow my father's leading today. I ain't come to bring peace. I came to bring a sword. I came to separate the, the listen, I'm about to read you what the sword do. Hold on. That's I believe it's Hebrews 11. Hold on, wait, that's not it. <laughs> Them kids outside is lit. What is it? Hold on, y'all. Hold on, fam. I really do believe it's this one that I'm looking at. Okay, this one's about faith. So that's not it. I know somebody like it says, is this? I know. Give me a second. All right, let's go to Hebrews 4. It's Hebrews 4, verse 12. Come on. Come on. I should have knew that. <laughs> See, family, now we can we can we can joke and laugh now because listen. I had to come on here with force at first, you know? But now it's I love y'all. It's not nothing against you. I love you. I love the fact that you, my brother and my sister, yeah, you might be in sin, but I love you. Just get cleansed in the blood and turn from your wicked ways. That's it. That's it. And that's all. Listen, your sister, she is out here, a voice shouting in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord's return. Okay? Because the one who's coming is far greater than me. I'm not even worthy to untie the straps of his sandals. I'm telling you the truth. Okay? But if he say, daughter, you go on there and you tell your brothers and sisters A, B, C, and D, that's what I'm going to do. If he like these people hard-headed, so I need you to talk to them firm, I'm going to talk to you firm. But I love you. I love you because the Lord, he, he, he loves you. So I want to do everything like my father. Mm. He is so good, y'all. 
it says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. This is Hebrews 4 verse 12. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before his eyes. And he is the one to whom we are accountable. Family, stop being double-minded. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Always, A double-minded man is like, well, I know this is wrong, but I can still do it this way. All right, well, it was wrong, so let me just try it that way. All right, but I don't like it this way. Double-minded man. Don't be double-minded. Let's go to James. I know I'll be like, hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? I'll be like, <laughs> y'all be like, I thought we was closing out. Nope. Nope. No, not at all, not yet. Maybe in a minute. It say, um, verse 8 says, A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. It's unstable in all his ways. Let's go up a little higher. At verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Listen, stop being double-minded. Just toss to and fro. You just toss from one way to the other. One way to the other. Unstable in all your ways. You need a firm foundation. That's why you're unstable. Because your foundation ain't right. You got that foundation. What's that, sheetrock or something? I still know what that, that other foundation is called. It's not firm, but I think it is sheetrock. You sitting on that trying to trying to beat the wave. No, you need a strong man to beat the waves. Do you hear me? You need Jesus on your boat. Hallelujah. Because when the boat, when the storms would come, Jesus was on the boat. And he would say, Peace be still. And even the waves and the winds have to obey him. Do you get what I'm saying? And it's the same thing with you. If Jesus ain't on your boat, when that storm comes, you're gonna be washed to and fro. Okay, that that boat going down. <laughs> okay, in the mighty name of Jesus. So, family, I pray that this word has blessed you in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you all so much. Hallelujah. Um, it's listen, family. We about to be dropping banger after banger after banger. Hallelujah. Because I've received the anointing in the mighty name of Jesus. Because I feel like some people just need to be set free still. Hallelujah. I need I feel like people need to be released in the mighty name of Jesus. So be on the lookout for that. Go subscribe if you feel led to the Wise Woman series. Um, you know, you see, go follow us on our YouTube, Instagram, whatever you want to do. Shameless plug at the bottom. If you don't want to do none of that, it's okay. It's cool. You can just still listen on this one. Boom, bell. It don't matter, family. As long as you're getting your breakthrough that you feel like you need, that's it. So, I love y'all so, so, so much. Let's say it together. Most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.